Hi, welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast that covers the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm CJ Mitica, Editor-in-Chief of ASI Media, and today I'm joined by Daryl Jenkins. Daryl is Managing Partner of the CPS Store, a corporate branding company, and has 25 years of experience as an executive consultant creating solutions for diverse business owners. He is also the author of The Power of Diversity, Leading the Majority Minority, and is a speaker at our ASI shows this year, including the upcoming ASI Fort Worth show. Today, we're talking about diversity, why it's more than just a box to check, and how it can help you increase sales and forge stronger business relationships. Daryl, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you so much, CJ. It's a pleasure uh, connecting with you as well as the ASI audience. Uh, welcome. So I'm excited to have you. You just spoke at our Lando show. You're going to be speaking at our upcoming Fort Worth show. Um, and today, the topic we're going to talk about diversity, one that you're well-versed well versed in. And so just to start off with, um, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and why diversity is an important topic to you? Well, thank you so much, CJ. Let me just first of all thank you as well as the ASI family for the invitation to participate in today's podcast. Uh, as you mentioned, I am the co-founder of CPS, a corporate marketing as well as a promotional branding company, a certified MBE, WBE. And so we're really, really excited about working with uh, government agencies, uh, healthcare, and B2B customers. And you asked a question about the topic of diversity. Uh, it is definitely a very, very important topic. Uh, as you mentioned, I was just at the ASI show in Orlando and looking forward to ASI show in Fort Worth. And I can tell you that as I walk the aisle, CJ, uh, to see the new and diverse products, the people, the place, it speaks volumes to the importance of the value of diversity, whether it's technology, uh, elements of diversity, whether it's podcasts, social media. Uh, when we think about diversity, I think it's very, very important to understand how it includes us all. And at times, unfortunately, it has excluded others. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about our human condition, uh, most people tend to default right away to the racial uh, diversity or the ethnic diversity. But I have a different point of entry. Uh, my point of entry, uh, CJ, is to understand that diversity is both and. It's part of our lives. It's part of the economics. It's part of the healthcare, personal identity. It's part of everyday life. And so when we can begin to embrace uh, diversity from that perspective, a broader perspective, I think we then begin to appreciate the importance of it. That's an interesting point, Daryl. Uh, I want to ask you about that. And just, just a note here, if anybody's uh, watching, listening, if you have a question or comment for, for Daryl, feel free to post it. We'll be happy to, to answer it. Um, the idea of diversity, you mentioned people default to a specific viewpoint when they hear the word diversity. It has great racial connotations, ethnic. That, I think that's how people think about it. Um, but you but you just said that it, it's a much sort of broader view. So why do people default to that particular? And then how can people switch to, to that broader view when it comes to diversity? It, well, first of all, I think it's important to understand that diversity, the concept in general, is nothing really new, but the concept of understanding that each and every person, each and every individual is unique, and that each 
of us have individual differences, right? And because of those unique differences, we share a purpose uh, in society as a whole. And so unfortunately, as I stated earlier, uh, diversity has not always been embraced, but as we continue to evolve, as we continue to grow, as we continue to experience the demographic as well as the population shifts, the importance of bringing uh, differences across ethnicity, nationalities, religion, uh, whatever it is, uh, it becomes vitally important for a few reasons. Number one, uh, the value of our lived experiences or our lived perspectives. Uh, number two, it brings about, which is so wonderful, the personal growth that can come out of the learnings and the sharings. And then from a business perspective, uh, many of the distributors, suppliers, as well as others that are watching, you will realize higher rates of productivity as well as performance within the company. So you have your own business, worked as an executive consultant for 25 years. How have you seen the conversation change around diversity during that time? Well, I've seen the conversation shift a bit in, in some very, very powerful ways. If you're running a business, uh, it is so important for successful companies to recognize that the supplier, the, the manufacturer, the complete supply chain infrastructure must reflect the customer or the consumer base. That is vitally important. And so diversity represents nearly $5 trillion economic impact to the country. And so to be conscious of our consumers, to be conscious of the supply chain, to be conscious of where we fit in the overall um, ecosystem is an important. And so what I have seen is that when companies began to look at the corporate imperative, therein lies the strength of the company. And it also allows us to have a stronger as well as a diverse uh, reach to our customer base, not only revenue standpoint, but also just from a practical standpoint. Okay. And and how, what be an example of that? So supply chain that ma that matches their, their buyer or who, or who that company represents or who, who's in that company. What, what would be an example of that? Well, a good example of that is when you show diversity, not only in advertisements, you show diversity in your marketing collateral, you have diverse um, ideas and thoughts that you can bring to bear when it when it deals with uh, the products that you're selling or sourcing. And so when you have that type of understanding in an authentic way, I think you began to really um, expand your base. Um, I tend to, to view it as this way. Uh, there are three C's. One, you're better able to connect. Secondly, you're better able to communicate. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, you're able to collaborate, right? So once you're able to connect to your audience, you're in buyer, understanding those needs, uh, CJ. And then you're able to better communicate what the customer needs are, doing listening sessions and so forth. Then you're able to collaborate uh, in order to bring to market sooner than later uh, the product that the customer is looking for. So that's how I typically look at uh, the shifts that I've seen uh, in running the business and why diversity is so important. Does the end buyer, are they consciously aware of th those actions by the com by a company? So do they do they see, oh, this company is taking steps that are are diverse and and they and they consciously recognize that, or does it work more on a subconscious level? I think it's a combination of the two. I think it's a both and. I, I think that when companies are very intentional because there is 
a need for greater intentionality in order to reach your, your end buyer, your consumer base. So that being said, I think a buyer, the end uh, customer is able to see those needs and they hear the uh, the voice of the company trying to connect, again, as we spoke of earlier, and they're communicating in ways that are authentic to the end buyer. Mm-hmm. And then there is, on the back end of that, an understanding that, wow, I am being heard, I'm being given an opportunity to uh, at least weigh in on the, the buying process, the decision, because that's what diversity is also about. How do we leverage the skill set, the ideas, the thoughts of individuals uh, in such a way that we can reach the common goal and common end? And, the, and how do the companies then go about that? So do they, uh, so do they sort of map out different sort of demographics or different sort of areas of diversity that they need to be, that they need to strategically target? Like how, how, how do they go about sort of mapping that strategy if they're looking to, be, to increase their diversity? Now, CJ, this is a very, very good question. And I think if someone were to take notes, there are five things that I think can be done. I think number one, uh, when you begin to look at what uh, businesses can can employ or begin to execute, number one, the first step is I think that it's important to hire diverse employees. You will find more and more companies are doing that today because there's a greater appreciation and understanding of the demographic as well as the Uh, the population shifts that we spoke of earlier. So number one, hiring diverse employees. Uh, Number two, do business with diverse companies. Uh, I'm grateful that our company CPS is uh, strategically positioned itself, not only as a certified uh, company on the WBE, MBE and DBE side, but when you are able to do business with diverse companies, I think you are able to also reach other areas of scalability and sustainability. But then number three, and again, I really like your question, it also opens up the opportunity, CJ, to learn more about other cultures, not only inwardly, but also outwardly. So internally, uh, the company leadership can begin to leverage the skill set, leverage the strength, the ideas within the, uh, the company in order to better communicate externally to the buyer, the consumer, or the clientele base. Uh, number four, uh, again, not to belabor this, but again, I, I like that question, create a diverse uh, culture within the company uh, and place a person of color in a champion role, a champion position role to help lead initiatives, right? Uh, and then last, but perhaps not least, but making diversity and inclusion a way of doing business and make it, again, as you heard me say earlier, a corporate imperative. That is key, a corporate imperative. Embracing that, I think, is what brings to bear a strong, successful organizations. Now, the corporate imperative idea, um, it's something that I've seen in the past few years has gained a lot of momentum. And it seems like um, publicly, companies have made statements that this is a priority to them and that they seem to be taking steps toward that. But I think maybe from a cynic's point of view, they would they would look at those corporate imperatives and say, um, this is just a ploy to, to gain sales, that this it, they're just simply doing it for, for business reasons instead of moral or ethical reasons. Um, is that something you, you've seen, seen at all? Like, is there... Yeah. 
it, you know, I, I have been extremely um, conscious and concerned about what I would term as appeasement. Uh, in, in many instances, uh, what tends to happen is that there is a sense of appeasement, just a temporary solution. But if you truly want to make change in organizations, it has to be part of the line item and it must be a budget item. Uh, there has to be a focus. Unfortunately, over the last five years, if not longer, diversity has become less frequent conversation. Uh, but now today, uh, you will notice that there is a greater interest and enthusiasm around the topic. And the topic should not be one of division. The topic should definitely, or the word in particular, should be one of unity, building the strengths within the organization. Uh, so to ignore the need for diversity, I fear that until the economic impact uh, is felt by a company, then and only then will they truly authentically begin to say, this is a focus of ours. This is not one of appeasement. This is something that we know is right. This is the right thing to do because our product and or service appeals to a diverse buyer. Yeah, it's an interesting um, conundrum, you know, an interesting debate where a lot of people are, are motivated by their, 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 their pocketbook, their wallet, their bottom line. And so it's, you know, what, what's, what's their motivation if, if their motivation is financial, but it leads to them doing the right things. Is that necessarily a bad thing? I, I could argue no. What, what do you think? I, I would argue no as well. I, I think that number one, uh, if the intent, if we're all in business to be in business, right? To stay in business. But there's a level of authenticity about how you approach that. There is a moral compass, I believe, that we need to put forth when it comes to uh, are we trying to authentically reach out or connect uh, to our uh, ultimate buyer uh, in ways that they will be not only pleased with the product and service, but it does something else to our brand. Our brand is vitally important. People want to know that we are uh, that the company is reaching out because they value the end buyer. They yeah. value the relationship. It's far more important, uh, CJ, to have a valued relationship versus than a transaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely so, Right, so, so at the end of the day, um, there has to be that internal discussion that drives the, uh, the decision around, is this a transaction or are we trying to build a relationship? For sustainability, the relationship far more important, but if it's just a transaction, typically what happens is a one in, one out. And you're not in business long, when it's more of a, when it's just a transaction versus a relationship, would you agree with that? Definitely, definitely. And you, you may and you may have answered my my next question, but I still want to ask it. So, um, you may you know you make a compelling argument about why diversity is important, and you know and, and make and is it make it a corporate and some you know it's imperative to do on on the corporate level. Um, but you know I think some business owners will see that. And even though that they know it's the right thing to do, their like their heart might not be in it, and so it, it might just be another box for them to check. Like they're they're supposed to do it, and they're going they're, they're going to, but you know, but it's not it's it's not something that important to them. So what, what can you say to change their minds? Well, you know, I, I think what helps to change the mind is twofold. One, it's personal growth, and when I speak about personal growth, diversity is an awesome way for us to explore our inner curiosities. 
and in such a way that gives us the opportunity to live outside of our comfort zone. And again, it begins within the organization, within the business, within the company. And it creates a space to enhance our learning. And when that is done, uh, the corporation is able to thrive. But secondly, thriving deals with higher rates of productivity as well as performance. Studies have actually shown that when an organization promotes diversity as well as inclusion, uh, they are far more productive because having a more diverse uh, company gives individuals the opportunity to grow and to develop. It also helps a company to realize some of its revenue targets. And again, this goes back to individual differences, understanding that so that people can grow and develop. I tend to use four L's when I speak about this. We need to be able to listen to our customer and also to our staff internal. Mm -hmm. We need, from listening, we're then able to allow for some lamentation. What do I mean by lamentation or lamenting? Experience the pain. Why is our product or service not meeting the need of the customer? That may come through a form of a survey, but we have to gather some metrics, some data to help us to hear the voice, not only internal, but external. So there's the listening, there is the lamentation, if you will. But then thirdly, CJ, is the learning that comes out of that. And then as we benefit from the learning, the metrics, supporting data, then fourthly, we're able to labor together in order to accomplish uh, the product or service uh, that we're trying to deliver. So Darryl, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here. I'm gonna see if you can you can you can give me give me this. Um, can you cite an example from your life, from your career as a you know as a business owner and consultant, where you you tackled something on the along the lines of diversity, maybe something that was outside of your comfort zone, something where you had to recognize um, some sort of blind spot or area of growth, and that you you were able to successfully do that again on this on the topic of diversity. Yeah, I think um, a few things come to my mind. One in particular is how do we look at diversity as part of who we are, not just based on the differences, right? So we've had to make some changes with marketing, how we market our products. So we're not just a, a company, and I'll just be very, very candid in saying this. We don't want people to just buy because we're an African-American owned and operated business, right? We, we're delivering a product that is quality. We have a strong supply chain. We um, have a product that not only meets the needs of our end buyer, the customer base. And so we want people to buy from us based on the quality of service, the professional service that they will receive and the timely delivery and competitive pricing. So when we as a company look at diversity, we don't just look at it as an opportunity to say that we're black owned and operated with that is the brand. With that comes, why should you buy from the CPS store? And so we've made some pivots in order to make sure that we are able to make points of entry, CJ, that lend itself to being a company that's, that's not seen by color, but seen by context, quality of product and service. Now, I know that there's been a greater movement for um, for the government, for other companies, B2B companies for sure, to buy from um, black, black owned businesses, from women owned, um, BIPOC, you know, um, LBQT, um, any of those designations where 
their companies, corporations are now allocating more of their money to those specific types of businesses. So as, as a business owner yourself, is that something that that you're not actively seeking because because of that, or is that or that's or is that something where it's just opening the door because to to a to prove your your worth as as a company in total instead of just being a black owned company? Yeah, well, you know what, I, I think that is very very important to understand that there is a five trillion dollar impact on the economy when you think about uh, the the marketplace and and the capability of doing business. So our approach is to present the value proposition, again, going back to what I stated earlier, not just color, but context, the value proposition for diversity and inclusion. It is the right thing to do. There's an economic benefit for inclusion. If companies want to maintain their market share, they must recognize the buying power and patterns of people of color. Simply checking the box opens the door for fraud. In other words, there are still fronts or pass-throughs uh, that occur in business or in this space. Uh, but companies that inspect what they expect will continue. So you may have said some of these things already, but I want to sort of put put a fine point on it, Daryl. If um if a company you know is com committed to becoming more diverse in the proper ways, what what are, what are the key, key steps they, they can take? Yeah, the key step, again, is hiring diverse uh, employees, listening to the voice of not only personnel, staff, uh, the customer as well, uh, do business with diverse companies. Again, I think it's very, very important to make sure that you create a space for learnings, for sharing, uh, to lean in and to lean out uh, as relates to understanding culture and diversity. Uh, create a diverse culture uh, where the company can again benefit from certain skill sets that are not just one dimensional, but um, multifaceted, multidimensional, and then make diversity and inclusion, as I shared earlier, a corporate imperative, not just a checkbox uh, in, in the company, but it has to be part of the core vision, the mission, and the purpose of the organization as a line item. Are there key mistakes you've seen by companies who have an expressed desire to become more diverse, but they, but they go about it the wrong way? I think, yes, uh, there have been challenges in the area, as we spoke of, uh, appeasement. So it seems to be the right thing to do for this, the time, right? But when you begin to look at this, not just as a temporary solution, but as a long-term viable solution to support sustainable growth, to create greater awareness of the value and the importance of business, then and only then are you able to really um, able to monetize that in such a way that you'll see um, the disparities go away. So Daryl, this obviously is a, it's a huge topic. There's so many facets and we can only cover so many of them, but I guess just to wrap, to wrap up, um, what are the, what's the key takeaway that you want our listeners to think about on the topic of diversity? I, I think it's very important to understand diversity is who we are, uh, not only in business, but it is part of our DNA. And when we begin to embrace the differences, when we begin to embrace the word diversity in a unified way, I think we will be able to realize not only growth economically, 
but we'll be able to grow as a, a nation. Um, I think we'll reach points of greater sustainability and we celebrate differences across race, across business, across ethnicity. Then I think uh, the key takeaway is we will start to see uh, a monetary gain that sometimes is not just revenue based. There's a stronger sense of community. And that's what this is about, uh, building community inside and outside the company. Okay, well, th thank you, Daryl, for your for your insights today. They're, they're greatly appreciated. I certainly appreciate it. Again, thank you for your time. I look forward to staying connected with you. So um, if people want to um, hear more from Daryl, he will be, at, again, at our upcoming ASI Fort Worth show. Um, Daryl, how if uh, if people want to get in contact with you otherwise, um, what's the what's the where can they find you? What's the best way? Sure, sure. They can certainly uh, call the office, which is 312-820-0306. Let me repeat that 312-820-0306. I'm also reachable, of course, by way of email. That's D Jenkins, J-E-N-K-I-N-S at the cpsstore.com. That's T-H-E-C-P-S-Store.com. Certainly feel free to visit the website, which is www.thecpsstore.com. CJ, I really appreciate this time. Oh, th thank you very much, Daryl. We appreciate you taking the time to speak at our shows, for joining us today, and just lending your expertise. Um, I, I, I've learned multiple things, and I, I hope our audience has as well. So thank you once again. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you everybody for, for watching. This has been ASI Media and Promo Insider. Have a great day.